0: Hello everyone welcome to this global GEG broadcast we'll be making a start shortly and while we're waiting for everyone to arrive why not head into the chat let us know who you are where you're from your twitter handle and if you've got any questions that you'd like us to answer during the course of this evening let us know there as well also if you haven't already done so make sure you hit that subscribe button to make sure you stay up to date with all of the events being organised by us at Global GEG. We'll be making a start really soon. Thanks for joining us. Good evening, everybody. Um, I am Laura Stevens, and tonight we're gonna talk about Doodle Notes. So let me share my screen and get the files up for you so you can see what we are going to be working on. Sorry about that. I guess it's running a little slow. There we go. All right. Hopefully everybody can see that. So, hi. (laughs) Um, We're going to be talking about Doodle Notes tonight. Um, My kids, I started learning about Doodle Notes about a year ago and I fell in love with it. Um, put them in the chat as well as on the ticker. Yes, we can take care of that. Just one second um, and they'll pop up. Um, there's actually four of them because I have got out there the, um, the slides as well as some samples that I made for you guys, um, a doodle note that we can all do together and um, a Jamboard. So there's some goodies out there for you. Um, my kids fell in love with this. I teach um, sixth, seventh, and eighth graders, and I teach STEM, and um, they loved it because they knew when Doodle Note Day was, they were going to have a moment to breathe. So let me go on and get started. So there's the links again, too, if you want to, uh, I tried to make them logical. The main slide deck is bit.ly Stevens Doodle. Um, the brain is bit.ly Doodle brain. The samples are bit.ly Doodle samples. And then the jam is bit.ly Doodle jams. So let's go on. So first of all, and you guys can all read, so I'm not gonna read for you. I just really wanted to say thank you for coming and joining me and um, giving me this opportunity to share and for all us to learn together. I don't want this to be me talking to you. Hopefully you guys can um, feedback some ideas and everything because I really believe that collaboration is the way that we're gonna make everything go forward And I also, I learned more from you than I could ever give back. So I just wanna say thank you. And it truly shows your dedication as educators to be here outside of the school year and outside of your normal day. I really, really appreciate that. So this is just a little bit about me. Like I said, I've been teaching middle school STEM for 14 years. I have a BA in Information Tech. I am a master's degree in teaching and a master's of science in ed tech. I do teach um, Project Lead the Way, Gateway to Technology curriculum. If you're familiar with that, I've been teaching that for 14 years. Um, I am lucky to be certified not only middle school math, but also elementary ed. I did teach elementary fourth grade for two years before I decided, yeah, that's not me. I need a little bit older crew. Um, Google level one and level two educator working towards my trainer. I'm an Apple educator and also an Adobe creative educator. So goals, I was always raised that whether you're talking to adults or you're talking to kids, you need to let people know what's going on. Um, we are hopefully going to understand what doodle notes are, be able to create a basic doodle note and play in different ways that you can use them. Um, I love doodle notes. I, they're, I think of them as like a scaffold for sketch notes. I am by no means an artist, and when everybody started doing sketch noting, I was terrified. I kept thinking, I can't draw. I'm not going to ask my kids to draw. <laughs> you know, if I'm that terrified of it, other the kids are going to be terrified of it. So this is a scaffold or a way to differentiate. Um, doodle notes do work on the ipad um i create i have um david well, i see your question there um, let me put that up um i have not worked on creating them on the ipad yet that's my next go i usually create my doodle notes in powerpoint to be honest just because powerpoint has so much more creativity I converted them now to be creating them in Google Slides because they're so much easier to share once they're in Google Slides. You do have the ability for Google Slides on the iPad. We are an Apple school where I teach, so we're one-to-one. All my kids have iPads. They um, are able to work with them on the iPad. I love it. Okay, so let me get back over to where I was, sorry. Um, Note-taking support, I also like it because you can differentiate. Um, You can easily, especially with doing it digitally, you can set up requirements for each of the notes. So if you have a kid that needs to be pushed farther, you just ask them to do a little bit more. If you have a kid that needs some differentiation and some scaffolding down, you you adjust the the sketch. The doodle notes are so easy to adjust. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, and I'm sorry, I get so excited that I, I just kind of want to show you what's going on. Um, they work in all settings, all grades, all curriculum, virtual in person, synchronous, asynchronous, and they're all based on scientifically proven data with teaching STEM. Um, I'm not a touchy-feely person. Everything has to be logical for me and it has to be based on some scientific proof. And that's why I like this. Um, So I'm gonna go on. And if one of those files should have been a file called Bitly Doodle Brain, and it's all about brain science is the title of the um, doodle note. And it's just a very simple doodle note, but it kind of shows you how they can be engaging. I think giving the kids a document if you're in person or giving the kids something in front of them as opposed to a blank piece of paper helps them get over that fear of knowing where to start. I know it does me. Um, So on this doodle note, you'll see everything except for the green boxes I have built on the master slide. The green boxes are where the kiddos or in this case, you guys can actually type. When I start this with my kids, I always give them at minimum 10 minutes ahead before I ask them to do any kind of of structured work they have colored pencils markers whatever they want outside of paint I don't obviously give them paint in front of them and they have 10 minutes to just breathe be a kid and color I don't care what they color on the page I don't care if they doodle I don't care if they draw hearts and stars or um a whole bunch of um video game characters, I don't care. So long as it's school appropriate, if it won't offend grandma, it's probably not gonna offend me. Um, So they get that time. And that's one reason they, they know that doodle note days are good because they know they're gonna get that time to breathe and almost take a break. So if you guys all have that out, we are gonna look at the brain science behind doodle notes. And this could also be said for sketchnotes, too, because the science is the same. Um, with doodle notes, you're just providing that structure that's not there with sketch notes. So the brain science, and I'm going to go through this quickly the way I would do it with my kids. I obviously would not have all this up for my kids. I would walk them through it. Usually I have the doodle note. If we're doing this in a synchronous instruction, I have the doodle note in front of me on our whiteboard and I will be filling it in as we talk about it. So I am modeling where things go for my kids that need that model, but yet the kids that don't need that model they're always working ahead. They might be the ones that doodle a little bit further but we start talking about and I, I simply ask them so when you're thinking about something, what what what's going on in your head and you'll see them pause and I'll be like, so when I think, I don't usually think in black and white, I always think in color. don't you guys think in color and there's always you know one kid that's like, nope, everything's black and white. okay, but today we're gonna work on color. You know, and then I, we talk about how usually when you think, you don't think in words, you think in pictures. And most of them will agree with that. So we talk about how if your brain thinks in color and your brain thinks in pictures, how that can help us in school. And I explain to them that I'm all about the cheap and easy tricks. Cheap and easy tricks. So I go through, you know. Hey, if this only raises your grade maybe 3% off the uh, over the course of a semester, yeah, that's not a whole lot, but 3%, if you're sitting at an 88B, that pushes you to a 91A, and then they all kind of like sit up and take notice. You know, those cheap and easy things, they might not seem like big. Plus, I remind them that, hey, when we're doing doodle notes, you guys get 10 minutes to chill out. And that kind of like builds the buy-in as well. So we talk about how our core subjects on the left hemisphere of our brain are the logic, the reasoning, the reading, the writing, the math, the science. You know, the majority of our day is spent in the left side of our brain. And then we talk about the right hemisphere, and that's the arts, the, you know, color, music, creativity, design, visual representation. And I usually tell them, okay, guys, I want you to label the left hemisphere, and I want you to label the right hemisphere. And then I want you to pick three of the things that we've talked about for the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere, and I want you to fill them in. So if they are having the paper in front of them, they're using their different colored pencils and markers and whatever colors they want to write those in. On the computer, they're clicking in those text boxes and they're typing it in. The same thing with colors though on the computer. They can go in and they can fill in, they all know how to use the shapes, and they can fill in shapes and different colors, and they can change the fonts, and they can change the colors, so they're still getting the impact of that right hemisphere on the computer, and then we start talking about, oops, I totally, sorry guys, start talking about how you can access both hemispheres simultaneously, and that's where the beauty of the doodle notes comes in and you notice in that middle block between the brain i've got two arrows those arrows represent how the right side talks to the left and how the left side talks to the right and i have them label it i'm like that's called your corpus callosum you don't just really have like an empty space between your two sides of your brain you actually have stuff there you have brain matter there and you're going to be building those electrical connections across the corpus callosum. And they write that in. And then we start talking about how the, the con- when you have those connections that build your concentration, your focus, your retention, but it also makes you relax. When you're actually engaging both sides, both hemispheres of your brain, You are more relaxed, that's what all the science shows. You're more engaged, you learn more, you learn easier because your memory is willing and it's more engaged and it's clicked in. That's when problem solving occurs. And we go on and we actually brainstorm and I let the kids come up, well, what about this? What about that? And they're amazed that when they're able to use and engage both sides, how much easier it is. So then I'll ask them, okay, see the little guy at the bottom? I want you to pick the four items that you think will help you the most when we engage both sides of the hemisphere or both hemispheres of your brain. What are the four things you think will help you the most? And they... It's really amazing to look back on this um, and see what they put down, because my middle schoolers, especially my seventh grade, I swear I could—I I don't. Seventh grade full time seventh grade teachers deserve hazard pay, because those kiddos are every year beyond. They they come in as amazing sixth graders and go out as. You know, oh Lord, my God, and then you know, come back in eighth grade, and they're amazing. Um, but those are the kids that really understand. They're missing that point that allows them to focus. They're missing that point that allows them to concentrate. And I would probably say ninety-nine percent of my, especially seventh-grade boys, hit on focus and in, and concentration which I love because that tells me they realize what's going on in their brain and maybe this will be a way. And what's the beauty, and I will tell you this, I only have my kids for a quarter, but I've had kids come back to me after that quarter, and I've also had teachers, other teachers come to me that from the kids that I've had and say, Your kids are asking to take notes in colored pencil. Tell me why this is. Explain to me why this is. And it it makes me feel so good. It makes me feel like I've actually made a connection and I've made an impact. Because the kid obviously realizes that they're more engaged when they're writing in color, if nothing else. So I, I consider that a huge win. So... That just kind of gives you a hint of kind of what the doodle notes look like and what I am working with them when we are working synchronous, working together, my mind is just totally, I can't say it tonight, Um, working together on them, not only in person, but also when you're virtual, I will have this up just like I have for you and I will be going through it with them. The beauty of it, doing it asynchronous, I'm planning on screencasting myself and doing it the same exact way. I plan on screencasting as I walk through it with them and then have them do a Flipgrid and explain to me what they did with their design. All Flipgrid's new um, features come out tomorrow and they're gonna have a screencast feature and the flip grid. So I mean, all this just fits right in. Um, I've thrown up some samples. These are all samples of doodle notes that I've made. You can see they're all kind of science-based with me teaching STEM. Um, Some of them are a little higher level. Some of them are a little lower level. Um, The highest one there right now is that potential and kinetic energy because by the time my sixth graders hit energy, they should have had it a few times. So I'm asking them to step up the game. I, will prob- I would probably walk through all of this with them to make sure it's a refresher. But then when it got to that bottom roller coaster, I would be asking them to do that on their own. Which is, it's great because then you can quickly do a formative with this. Who's got it? Who doesn't? Where do I need to step back? So I love it. I just, I can't tell you how much I love these things. Um, Other ideas, um, we've made cards, just a simple card for concept visualization. Is there a concept that's hard? We do the design process. The kids, I beat it into them over and over and over and over. Do you know the order? Do you know that it can go both ways? They have a concept card. They, um, you can do text structures. I thought that would be really important for English teachers, especially maybe elementary teachers when you're trying to teach those different parts of a story. And the one um, my kids really love is vocabulary because Honest, you know, and I was the same way. I could not stand, okay, here's your vocabulary words, write them three times and create a sentence. You know, and then, yeah, the Freyer model works, but we've all seen the Freyer model to death, you know, draw your picture and blah, blah, blah. So if you come up and you can easily create vocabulary doodle notes where it pretty much has all the same information as the Freyer model, but in a more engaging and entertaining way. Yes, the doodle notes, um, that's, I actually, and I've got the credits for them. They have been out on Teachers Pay Teachers, and I will admit I have bought some out there, but I will also admit usually when I buy them out there, it's like, wow, this has everything I need, and I can spend $4 on that, or I can take an hour and build it myself. Well, for $4, I'd rather have my hour. So that's just my thinking. Um, I have, I enjoy building them myself because I can customize them for my curriculum. There's not, um, there is some science ones out there, but usually they're not set up the way my curriculum is. And then the other one, this is one I haven't tried. You, um, it's a collaborative Doodle note. This is if we get to go back to in-person instruction. This is my plan for this fall, unless I can wrap my mind around how to do this one virtually. Basically, all the doodle notes fit together and make a roadmap. So you could possibly do this with um, a whole unit and figure out how the whole unit's doodle notes would fit and cross back and forth. So let's move on. So I want to actually spend some time so you guys can actually create something. So the two big resources that I learned about Doodle Notes from were the two that David probably was referencing. Um, One, um, she's called the Math Giraffe, and it's doodlenotes.org. She actually has a Doodle Note club that I fell in love with this concept so much I actually paid to join Um, because it, I was so excited and fell in love with it. And then um, Kate's Classroom is what it used to be called. Um, She's now called Captivate Science. She does have quite a bit of, um, not quite a bit, she has a good deal of science ones. And then obviously your free sites, Pixabay, Unsplash. Um, I have given you three templates out there that I made That's the bit.ly note doodle samples. So they're just generic templates. Um, Let me see if it will allow me to switch. I don't know. Nope, it won't allow me to switch. I'd have to, you guys can pull it up. There's three on there. One has like a theater, um, a theater scene. One is the basic five W's and an H, which no matter how old the kids are, they, have, they need that. And the other one is more like um, a board game setting. Um, it's the same, same setup as the brain was. They're the green squares. The kids know they can change the colors, whatever. Feel free to make copies, send them out however you would like. Um, again, I was talking about how I've switched over to making them in Google Slides. So let's see, um, I have to figure out how. I can open a new, I guess I need to stop screen share. Sorry guys, I'm still kind of learning on all of this. And I need to open a new presentation because I want us to be able to create a doodle note together. Chrome tab, doodle notes, all right, no, fail, sorry, try it again, untitled presentation, share screen, Chrome tab, untitled presentation. All right. All right, there we go. All right, so I'm gonna get rid of the themes over here and I'm gonna get rid of the stuff in the middle and then I always format them like a piece of paper. Whether I'm gonna print them or not, it's just my way of thinking. So I'm gonna go to file, page setup, change it to custom and then I always have to think, you know, I don't know why because the standard piece of paper is eight and a half by 11, but in my mind, I always takes me a minute to figure that out. Okay. So we have an eight and a half by 11. Now I have, as I said, I have paid for a whole bunch of clip art through my doodle note club. You don't have to do that. Um, you can go out and find free clip art. You can do everything within the shapes of, um, the Google Slides, it's up to you. So I always suggest, and it was suggested to me, always put a frame out there on your Doodle note to start with. And I will tell you one thing that I learned from my kids. I always created these in the beginning and I never remembered to put a spot for them to put their name. Take it from me, make a spot for them to put their name. Otherwise, they will either leave their name off and blame you or they will put the name on the back. And if you're like me, you'll never think to look on the back. So leave a spot for your kid's name. Um, The other thing is chunk up the border. You don't have to worry about colors because the kids are going to take care of it. So we have a border. Now from here, I would strongly, strongly recommend looking at your curriculum, thinking about what you're wanting the kids to learn. Are you wanting them to learn a single concept? Are you wanting them to be able to learn um, different parts or different elements of something? Are you wanting to, there's some amazing math ones out there, guys, if any of you guys are math, like um, teaching the cumulative properties and um, things like that. It's there's some amazing stuff. But I always have a piece of paper next to me when I'm designing and I have the goal. And then I think about literally I've taught this before. What's worked and what hasn't worked? Has it worked to chunk it up? Has it worked, where are the chunks going, Um, and how best do the kids respond to it? So that's my first step. And then I also try to put the theme with what it is. So, like, if you're – we're looking back on my design process one – exactly we could probably use drawings from the clip art exactly but my design process we're always talking about um gears and i want the kids to realize that with the design process you can go either direction you might have to set back and reiterate and then you're going to test and something's wrong so my doodle note for them is literally a series of gears that are all interconnected, okay? Mine for um, the forms of energy, I all have little pictures, little black and white clip art of the forms of energy. So I challenge you to take the next five to 10 minutes. 10 minutes is good. Think about something that your kids struggle with And see what you could come up with for a quick doodle note. Everybody has one concept that usually pops in your head right away that the kids struggle with. And I'll tell you right now, mine is gear ratios. And I still don't have a doodle note that I like for gear ratios. Probably because I still don't understand gear ratios but everybody's got a concept. So think about it. You can pull up the shapes. You can pull up um, Unsplash and Pixabay. Both have clip art in there. You just have to put clip art behind it. You can also come in and add in the pictures from the web right here. So if we were gonna do parts of a plant, we could literally do a plant part and I'm just going to talk through this while you guys are working on yours and I might do something like this drag it over I'd probably try to get something a little bit more kid friendly this looks like something that you know would be in a old lady's bathroom so I'd probably try to get something a little bit more kid friendly but this will work for now and the other thing I've learned in this process is you have to teach the kids that it's okay to go outside the lines We've been beat into our heads so much that we have to stay inside the lines, inside the lines, inside the lines. You got to break the kids of it. You got to tell them it's okay. And even encourage them to go outside the lines. So they don't think that, Hey, I have to get all my little thoughts in this big, this itty baby little square. Nope. You don't It's a thing called next page. So even when they're typing, they can't get it all on there. Next page, they put a little blurb. This is what I'm talking about. And they continue typing. Flip the page over. This is what I was talking about. in this color, here it goes. It. it they. You have to ensure that they can go outside the lines. So if I was doing this, actually, I just really can't stand that picture of that flower. It's just... Too old lady looking and not really. This guy's good, I like him. He is more my speed, more my style. Ask pretty much anybody in Global GEG and they'll tell you I'm a loud mouth goof. So that's okay. At my age, I can be a loud mouth goof. So I've got a pretty flower there. And if I was gonna do this on parts of the flower, which I don't teach, so you guys might have to help me with this. It's been a long time. I would come in and I would put in shapes. And I would do this. I would have built this all on the master. I didn't do that here. I what you, Do you guys know how to get to the master? I should have shown you that. If so you know how to get to the master, it's up under view, master. And the beauty of that is when you use the master slide, nothing can be moved. So I can even come back over here and I can select all this and hit Control C to copy, delete it, come over to the master and paste it in. So the beauty of that, and I'm gonna come up here and I'm gonna go on and make this box, give it a little border color give it a little bit of weight, and I'm gonna make that background white. And I'm gonna say, just copy it. I don't know, I don't know how many, technically how many parts a plant has. Like I said, that's not covered in my curriculum, and it's been a long time since I've had a botany class. And I'm one of those OCD neurotic people I would have to come up here and select all these, hit a range, align them to the center, and then I would also have to distribute them so they were distributed evenly. Otherwise it would drive me insane. So say that's the backside, the basis of my doodle note. And honestly, this I would I would be searching till I came up with one that was just the lines it wouldn't be colored in or anything. I would want that blank and open so my kiddos could color it. So I'm gonna come back over here and I am gonna put in text boxes inside these boxes. So the kids know that the boxes is the container and the text box, obviously if you're printing it, you don't need the text box. I've been putting in text boxes for everything, whether I'm printing or not, because there's the uncertainty. You know, we don't know where we're going to be. And then all you have to do is copy them down and place them in. And my directions for this, um, that's one thing that I am going to have to adjust to. Usually, I don't put directions on my doodle notes. Um, The adjustment is going to be for me to put directions on the doodle notes so the kids can work on them asynchronously. Even if I am going to be, you know, they can follow me on a video, I want to be able to provide those directions in multiple ways so that they're not having to keep rewinding unless they want to. So my directions for this would be something as simple as, okay, guys, I want you to draw an arrow from the box to each part of the plant. In the box, I want you to tell me the name of that part of the plant and explain to me what that part does. Boom. Can they use any materials they have in front of them? Yes. I don't expect my kids to memorize facts. I expect my kids to be able to utilize their learning. So n- I don't do tests. I don't believe in the standard test like I grew up with. It's nothing wrong with them. It's just not, not the way I roll in my class. I want my kids, if I was going to test them on this, I would want them to have a plant and probably dissect it. Hang on, let me read what that question is. So if you put the text boxes on the master, they could still type in them when not on the master. Hmm. I've never tried that. I always put the text boxes on the front so the kids can adjust the size if they need to. Cause literally I'll have kids adjust this and they would adjust it. So it would be like that. I have never, I'm not, that's a question. I don't know. I don't know. I would, that would be a question for one of our amazing, um, more googly people in the background. Uh, There's somebody that knows more than me. Yes, they can. So Marie, Sharon answered for both of us see I learn more from you guys than I give back but that's why I always put them on the front because my kids like to move things around and I'm cool with that I want um them to take ownership in this yes they can't move so like they can't move the flower they can't move the the main boxes they can't move The um, frame, nothing like that can be manipulated. Um, It would just be where you want to put the text boxes. And if it would also depend upon the age of the kids. You know, my middle schoolers, I've trained them to know I'm pretty lax as a teacher. I'll pretty much accept anything so long as they're giving an honest effort to me. And that's when I have a problem is when they're not giving an honest effort. So I, that's why I leave them on top. It is. You have to know your kids. You're exactly right, Jessica. You have to know your kids. Um. So let's let me see if I can. Does everybody kind of have an understanding of how you can build even simple ones? They can get more complicated but they don't have to be. So let's go back to the presentation and I'm trying to be conscious of your guys' time. So share screen. Um, do you know All right. So I've given you the three samples. They're probably a little bit more complicated. Um, and then I've also, out a Jamboard for us. And um, that's, I believe, pretty much the one of the, yep, the last things we have except for to talk about how we can implement it. Um, I have a Jamboard set up with four pages, one for ideas, one for questions, one for examples, um, one for other resources, if you have other resources. Oh, yeah, that would be for for our younger kids, type here. Or that might be a great way, Jessica, to scaffold, Um, only because at the beginning of the term, you might have to actually tell them, type here, even with the green box. It just depends upon the kids and the level they're at. Do you know the dimensions to have landscape? I always do it eight and a half by 11 paper, so I'm not making double things. So if you're going to do it landscape, it would be 11 by 8 and a half, versus um, what is it? What's the vertical called? Uh, I don't remember what the vertical is called off the top of my head. It's 8 and a half by 11. I always, I always do it that so it'll work both ways. I don't want to be reinventing the wheel and using weird sizes and then have to redo it. Um, I'm kind of lazy that way. So if you guys want to go over to the Jamboard, we can take a look at other ideas. Um, My head's always swimming with ideas and ways that you can use these and ways you can implement them. Portrait. That's it. Thanks, Peggy. I I have that where you know the word and sometimes it's there and sometimes it's not thing going on some days. Uh, Hopefully, you know, it'll knock the cobwebs out. Um, So while you guys are looking at the Jamboard, I'm going to talk a little bit about implementation and then we can all go over. I'll go over to the Jamboard too. some ways that I've used this. I've used it, like I said, when we're taking notes, I give them a doodle note to do their research on. Like I'll give them a big box and they'll write their question in the box and they'll use their doodle notes as a way to organize as opposed to like when I was a kid, we always had to have this three by five cards and inevitably I would drop them and they'd get out of order and I wouldn't have them numbered right or I'd lose one. This, there's one piece of paper. Or if it's on the computer, it's never gonna get lost. Um, We use them to collaborate. I'll do one and I'll, I'll divide the page. Visibly into two pieces, into two sections. So one student will have one section and the other student will have their second section. And then there'll be like a Venn diagram in the middle and they will have to pull their ideas to collaborate. Um, Vocabulary I talked about. Interviews. To use Doodle Notes for interviews is amazing, especially if you have. Javier, did I not set it up right? Um, Especially if you have kiddos that can't remember or are new to doing interviews, that's one reason that I did the who, what, when, where, why, and how doodle note for you. That's really, really, really helped my kids because it. yes, I go through what questions direct, excuse me, questions to write and how to write the questions and how to do the interview and, and all those steps. I'm sorry. I'll go through and I'll get it. And let me go through over there while we're talking and the kids still never remember when they get in front of the person, even See if that'll allow you to edit it now. Hopefully, I updated the permissions. You might have to hit refresh, like reload it. Excuse me. Caitlin, I need my plug. What? I need my plug. Sorry, my computer's going down. Um, I'm sorry about that. I thought I had checked all the permissions beforehand. <coughs> Obviously, I I failed. <laughs> um what I was talking about on here. They never remember. So that who, what, when, where, why, and how is awesome for that because it gives them a, a, a jumpstart. You know, okay, I know I have all these questions but now I'm in front of the principal and I'm supposed to ask them something and they kind of freeze. If they have that doodle note in front of them and they know they need to ask who, what, when, where, why, and how, it gives them a safety net. And I like safety nets. I like safety nets for me. I like safety nets for my kids. (coughs) Um, Concept review, study guides, built-in study guides. And then I know a lot of things that I hadn't really looked at that until um, this summer, these one-page assessments. I didn't really understand them until i started looking at them and to me when i've looked at them the one page assessment is almost like a sketch note sort of you're giving the kids a blank page and you're telling them what you want them to tell you back well the doodle note could be looked at the same way you could easily give the kid any of our doodle notes Okay, explain to me the brain science behind Doodle Notes. And they'd fill out the Doodle Note and there's your one page, easy one pager assessment. Wham, bam, done. No need to create anything. No A, B, C, D, multiple choice. You know, no more of that. And there's a gazillion other ways you can implement Doodle Notes. Um, I've seen them used in every class I've seen them. I made them for my niece when she was a toddler. You know, I just did basic. I put the, a circle, a square, a triangle, and I think I had a stop sign. You know, okay, Abby, I want you to color the circle red. You know, it's, it's, yes, it's like a basic worksheet but you're not asking them to just repeat rote and answer questions or do rote problems. So that's, it, it, it brings in that brain science as well. So, um, I do have a quick video here. This is from the Math Giraffe, um, and it's kind of showing the doodle notes in action. Um, and I'm not gonna play it because I've been told that it will freak out but basically, it's just her coloring. You guys can watch it at any time. It's 30 seconds. Her coloring the different parts of the doodle note. Um, very similar. I always do. I was, um, when I was in college, my professors called it a blue bunny. And they explained that if they showed the class an example done, and they showed the class the example and it was a bunny colored blue, that every student would color their bunny blue also. So I always have a blue bunny for my kids too. Here's what mine looks like, but I always make sure that I've only done about half of it. So yeah, they can copy it, but the other half they have to come up with their originals. So my requirements on these are very few. Um, I require effort. My kids know that I will be their greatest hero and they're behind them 110%. But if they're not trying, I will also be their greatest um, nag and I will be on them 110%. So they have to try. They have to use more than three colors. Three colors is the minimum. And I get the kids, well, uh, I don't wanna do color, I don't feel like it today. Okay, then you better get the black out and you better use three graduations of black. I better see a really dark black, a medium black and a really light black. But you better have three differentiations on there. Um, I have very few non-negotiables for my kiddos. And the ones that I do have are non-negotiable and um they're not hard you know i'm asking you to color and i have i've had to call home um yes ma'am um we had a truck cl- trouble in class today tom didn't want to do his doodle notes well his doodle notes are basically the first thing i asked them to do is color things in yes ma'am all i'm asking him to do is use some colored pencils and color in some shapes not even talking about taking the notes yet, but he was refusing to color. And every time I've gotten that, I've had, let me talk to them. And I get, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. She wants to talk to you. You won't have this problem again. I hang up, they go back and sit down and they start coloring. I can only imagine what was said on the other end. And I can only imagine what I would say if it was my daughter's teacher calling me, telling me she wouldn't. was refusing to color. So any questions? Um, I'm going to see if I can't flip over to the Jamboard in this last few minutes and see if there's anything there. Uh, Yes, the writing process would be amazing. Anything that is a system or a flowchart there is perfect. I actually have, um, and you should be able to find some too. I have some clip art that actually looks like a um, pipes, and they fit the pipes together, and it actually has a spigot. So when you when you have the kids draw the arrows to move the spigot, the water comes out the other end. It's perfect. Yep, leave your students. Yep, exactly. They learn from the mistakes just like we do. Um, Do you set up guidelines? Basically, what you heard me. They have to put forth an effort, and I make them use three colors. You know, that's just my, I I don't think that's asking a lot. Do you do a parent workshop to teach them about why it is important? I always provide the parents um, a copy of that brain research kind of like a picture of that slide that we did. And then the kids have that brain, um, the brain doodle note and their assignment. I do that really early in the quarter. Their kid's assignment for that night is to go home and explain that to their parents and have their parents sign the sheet and bring it back to me. So do the parents read it? I don't know. Um, Going forward with not knowing what this year is going to look like, I plan on doing um, little screencasts to explain it to the parents because I think that's important. I don't want a parent to come to me and said, hey, you know, you had my little Karen sitting here and all she said she was doing today was coloring and she's in eighth grade, you know, that would be a problem. Um, How do you use Doodle Notes for a study guide? I've used them two ways. I've pulled them back out with a blank one. And we've refilled it out together. But this time, them telling me the answers, I've had them fill them out collaboratively in a group. And then I've also had them just pull out their other one and correct them. You know, not necessarily correct them, but you know, this is where we started with this concept. Where are you at now with this concept? What do you need to add in to that initial to ensure that you have everything understood? No, I have never had it become a distraction because that I guess that goes back to my guideline. They have the 10 minutes in front to color. I go through the process of whatever we're doing, that they're filling that in. Once I'm done, the colored pencils, colored markers are put away, period. Any other color, any other doodling is done on their own time. And I better not see anybody having the whole page colored in and decorated and no information in there because then it's going to go to my expectation of trying. That is not trying. Um, so it's not become, like I said, I run a pretty lax classroom. So the when I do have non-negotiables, the kids usually don't, Give me any flack on it. Um, do you think this is appropriate? For, nine to twelve. I teach middle school. I teach sixth through eighth. So sixth grade is what eleven, I think. I would I would definitely think so. I've seen. I was using basic 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 ones with my niece when she was in kindergarten. Um, it's all you know the the parts of the plant one that we did together. I believe parts of the plant here in Missouri is third grade science. That would work with them. You know, you're not going to expect them to have the same parts of the plant described and in as detailed as like a high school biology class, but they could tell you the stem, the leaf, you know, all those. So, yes, I I think they could be used all the way down to, you know, first grade and kindergarten. It's just the curriculum and the detail. You know, you could talk about with it with kindergartners what's the process to even go through the lunch line imagine if you had you know a lunch line up there or what's a balanced meal you know you could have the food pyramid up there and go through the food pyramid with kiddos um I agree Peggy I would have to I think things would have stuck more I really think things would have stuck more So I just finished it up here, examples. Thank you so much. I will take everything that you guys put in here and I'm gonna leave this open if you wanna look at it. Um, I'm gonna take everything that's in here and I am gonna put it back into a wakelet and then I will um, post the wakelet out for everybody to have. It will probably not be until this weekend, though. I have some things going on this week for school. And then I just want to say thank you so much. Um, I appreciate you coming and spending your evening with me and um, believing in me enough to listen to what I've got to say and for you guys sharing back. So, Sharon, if you try it with your seniors, please, please, please let me know. Yeah, anybody tries this? with their kiddos, please let me know how it goes. I'd love to see examples and um, and how you, how you did it and everything, I'd really appreciate that. Um, please do fill out the feedback for me. I'm still learning to present. Um, I've done PD for my district, but doing it here in front of the camera is very different than doing it in front of the district. So any um, hints or things that you can give me, things that I can do better and approve, I would greatly, greatly appreciate that, so. Yay, Marie, I'm so glad to hear that. Thank you, guys for coming in. So if you guys in the back could put up the reminder for the um, feedback for me, I'd really, really appreciate it. What is my Wakelet name, same as um, Twitter? At Steven Stem, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S, S-T-E-M, that's me. All right. any other questions? If not, you guys have a great evening. Thank you so much to Javier and Bonnie and Stephanie for having my back. I appreciate it. Lara, thank you very much. You are awesome person. Thanks for your tips and share with us your knowledge. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a good night guys. Thank you.